What's up, everyone? This is Ray Baguio, and you're listening to Digitally Matters, a podcast for anything digital that really matters to you and your business. Let's start the show. In today's episode, I am joined by Steph Francisco. Steph is a digital marketing consultant and also a digital marketing instructor. She shares the knowledge, experiences, skills, and expertise she has acquired to brands and individuals for their digital marketing needs. However, one of her goals is to also educate and mentor the new breed of digital marketers on real-life applications in the digital landscape. Welcome to the podcast, Steph. Thank you, Ray. That's a very overwhelming introduction. But yes, <laughs> uh, that's one of my uh, objectives, you know, objectives in life. Like my goal of personal advocacy to be able to share my knowledge, my experiences to these uh, new breed of digital marketers that we have today. So um, I'll just get on asking you some questions. I'm really interested to learn more about you. I've seen you on LinkedIn and I've been seeing your content and I really they're really good stuff. So this time I would like to dig deeper into who really you are um, and get to know your background. How did you get into digital marketing, by the way? Well, first and foremost, I'm a graduate of uh, marketing corporate communications okay, from San Beda College, well, mm-hmm. university now. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, for every step, or I would say like for every build in marketing, I have gone through it, like customer servicing, sales, um, yeah, client servicing, accounts management, business development. I've also gone through it until internet was starting to pick up. So internet marketing was starting to pick up, let's say at around 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, 2007, 2008, Social media was still, you know, was on the rise palang. And then hmm. brands weren't that active yet on social media. So if they started to pick up, yeah, about after 2010. And then I, what I did was I got myself active in these platforms, you know, starting with Friendster and Multiply, <laughs> and then now we got Facebook. Hmm. And then until... Until today that we now have TikTok, I'm even active on TikTok. Oh. So what I yeah, what I do is in order for me to be able to, you know, express or get a grasp of how these platforms work, mm-hmm. how their algorithms work, how can brands be visible on these platforms, mm-hmm. I need to experience it myself. Ah, so, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I don't rely basically on just article reading or I don't rely on theories, but I need to get a first-hand experience. Oh, okay. So you need to get your your hands dirty first before you can even share or even um, teach what you learn yes. about them, right? Not just rely yes, on they... the resources out there. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good cool. strategy. And I, as I was looking at your... your profile though i found this interesting information about you you were a club promoter for for a certain club back in 2011 is that right yeah on the personal side i love going to parties i'm a very Ah, outgoing person so i would even yeah i would even like literally live 
in a club from Wednesdays till Saturdays. So I'm a club rat. I was a club rat back then. And then until I got to meet, you know, the management of the clubs. Mm-hmm. So these clubs were actually um, clubs located in Makati and BGC. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, also from Resorts World. And then um, since I, I've been in marketing, these management came up to me and they go, you know, I see you every day and I see you with all sorts of crowd coming in, you know. So mm-hmm. why, why not just like maybe we can do a partnership? You can promote for the club, then this is what you get in return, and then yeah, I was offered a paycheck. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. So you're actually being paid for something that you're passionate or really interested in. That's actually a a, a good uh, way to start something. Getting paid for your passion, right? Uh, this is yes, what what others yes. would want to to do for themselves as well. They say it's difficult. So I, <laughs> uh-huh, so I get to party, I get free booze, and I get a paycheck out of it. That's, so that was the how life. How cool can it get? I was like living a life of a rock star back then. Nice, nice. And now you got into digital marketing. But the, the good thing about it is, though, there is I can see some kind of relationship or or alignment. In terms of what you did, what you were interested in doing back then as, as a club promoter, and seeing you in digital marketing, social media, and, and all that stuff, it really correlates. I mean, I, I can see that the trend. It's not like it's a, a huge jump, but it actually is a, a huge, um, there's actually a huge, um, how do you call this, um, a link between the two. I mean, yeah. you want to socialize, you want to, to engage with people, and that's what digital marketing especially social media is actually should be doing for for those who are doing marketing through through these platforms right yeah um even when i was with uh, when i was a promoter back then i mean what was the best way to start promoting for a club for people who we do not know and how to reach out to you know the VIPs, new clients, get leads. Mm-hmm. The best way was social media. I mean, there wasn't any way for me to meet new people. You know, yeah. not unless if I would like hang out in Starbucks and then go to, to the customer's tables and then just like pitch in and, hey, you want to go clubbing? And then let's go party. You know, it's, it doesn't work that way. Ah. So what I did was, yeah, what I did was, this is where I was actually able to learn about the strengths of communities in social media so mm-hmm. even back then communities were already a thing community management community marketing was already a thing and oh. then i didn't know that i was already doing a strategy which was link building that i would be messaging or i'll be joining this communities of, of uh, party goers lovers mm-hmm. yeah located in here in metro manila so i was like being strategic at first those who were like around the vicinity mm-hmm. of the club that i was promoting mm-hmm. and this market like um even travelers you know travelers will, will always love to go like night with like the nightlife right or nightlife and then um yeah so i would be leaving messages on the communities i would be sharing how the party is at this certain club Mm-hmm. And then later on, people would start sending me messages. And then they would say, okay, hi, Steph, I'd like to get into this club. Maybe you can help me out. And so that's how I get to start to build it. Then eventually, these people that I was able to bring to the club, well, aside from doing everything online, there was also a touch of offline efforts. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure I was making sure that they get to enjoy the party. So I would like stay for a while at their table, accommodate every, you know, being like a VIP host. And then uh, when I see that the club starts up, starts uploading photos of this group that I was able to bring in, and then I get to add them up on, we get connected on social media or particularly on Facebook, that I would tag at least one photo to them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or send them a link to this photo. And then, you know, they would get this like VIP feel. So it's all about making the customer feel that they are important mm-hmm. and providing the convenience. So that's what I was able to apply from offline to online. That's interesting. Because one takeaway can I got from what you shared is even if it's prior um, prior to launching or prior to launching something like to say an, an event, um, you're also and, and until the the end of the event, you still follow up with with uh, with the customers or the the audience. I can see one how do you call this one key factor that makes it really effective for those who would want to also apply this in their digital marketing um, efforts, which is customer experience. Before you, from from what you shared, before you promote the, the, the club, I believe you would also want to get the, the audience to, or it would be vital for you to know the feel of the audience and who to target so that they can, when they go to the, to the, uh, to the event, their expectations will will be met and during and after the 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 event or whatever party that is you make sure that their experience still sticks and you are still um top of mind i mean you they can still relinquish or or reminisce of what happened and enjoy their experiences right so that's how you connect them to to whatever you're doing let's say in, in this case in that case the the event is that right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is correct. And uh, oh, okay. I even experienced that I had VIPs, you know, these expats, even when their contract is done here in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then they will go back to whichever country they're from. And then when it, whenever they decide to come back here to the Philippines for like a short vacation, a quick vacation, they would still link to me. They would still, I mean, not me, you know, they would still connect with me. That's right. And, you know, like say, Steph, I'm here in the Philippines. Uh, maybe we can go out, let's say, on Friday night. You can you can hook me up with this club or can you help me get get to this club? I got my friends with me. So wow. I get to retain that uh, relationship with the VIPs, but regardless of who, whatever or whoever the, the customers are, I would always treat them as a VIP, even if they, even if this is just a guest lister, you know, even if they did not reserve for a table, I would, I would still treat them as a VIP. That's how I get to maintain a relationship. That's nice. So you're you get to grow. You get paid for doing that um, gig or that event, or promoting that event. And also by doing it the way you do it, or you did it uh, back then, you're also able to grow your audience or your network, uh, even outside, yes. even even after years or months after the the event is 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 over is done. Right. That's actually yeah, good. Yeah, strategy. that is great. That is why I was able to you know I. I had my clubbing life. I had a rock star life for about five years. It lasted that long. My clubbing experience lasted that long. 
Okay, good thing that you mentioned that because I was about to ask you, but wait, you started freelancing <laughs> back in 2010 and that was for eight years. So does this also mean, Can I? is it safe to assume that your target audiences or target clients are into the clubbing business or industry? So I think you, you answered that or am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, these VIPs I was I was able to acquire back then are mostly um, expats who, ha- who also has businesses. Oh, so it's either okay. they're here for a business trip or they're here for like an employment contract for a month for a manner of let's say for a while uh, six months minimum, mm-hmm. and then they would get back to the country. Or others would have like offshoring businesses, and then they would come up to me and then says you know, getting along or getting to know your client. Sometimes they would also ask questions about me, like, what is it that I actually I would, do? I would like I mean, to say I agree. I, would I, say I'm just I mean, like, I can oh, agree. Right. I would agree <laughs> so with your, would, your Yeah, they would be yeah, asking. So what is it that you really yeah, do? They, they, I mean, really it looks like that you're here just for fun. I don't really Okay, so I would tell them my background as, and I would say, I yeah, I'm into marketing. About that, and right way, now I'm like working on social building, media. But I do agree with you in terms of being engaged in community or community that's relevant to That I even managed to engage these possible customers. Seven social media accounts, fan pages, particularly Facebook fan page. Mm-hmm. I know businesses. you need to be somewhere in a few other steps. So that's how it all started really with me getting into digital. Really, genuinely appreciate cool. this because okay. I've been so you've been in this, you've been doing uh, digital marketing for what the, the role play I did with eight, you that, that, that I just yeah. that you just said yes. did for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I would yeah. I've been asked a lot. Yeah, I've been asked a lot about learn these things, and it's really good to just things are going. Try this. Listen to this person here. Or just what follow what this person is saying, or and then what is just be, like a trend for, for this year, and then you'll be, you'll afterwards have a it will just in, in terms of uh, be history uh, marketing your and what strategies or tactics so are basic or fundamental for a certain asking a uh, campaign or initiative to really be successful. So I, I would, I am sure that you already have that um, sort of how do you call this acumen, or you can already spot. What strategies or or tactics would work, not just for the for the industry, but for each of the clients you handle, or you take yeah. on, right? Yes, yes, that is correct. Because like for every client, there's this customized um, servicing that you are to offer, or a specific strategy that can be applied. You, you know, every strategy is going to be applied to all clients. But yeah, having that experience, I am now able, you know, I can somehow tell or forecast like this, this common, this was a common question that I've been receiving from clients. Do you think TikTok would last long or how <laughs> long will TikTok be here in the Philippines? Yeah. So I can tell them right then and there, well, TikTok is here. It's going to be here for quite some time. Uh, aside from the articles that has been you know, been going, has been published mm-hmm. that some were saying that TikTok may surpass Instagram. But yeah, it is possible because of the growing audience that they're having here in the Philippines right now. So yeah, I guess I, I am able to, you know, somehow get to forecast if this strategy would be applicable or not, if it would be accessed or what should be the necessary initiatives to apply for a certain campaign 
From what you observed, have you seen any new or or effective digital strategies or tactics that have been um how do you call this that brands or or people or marketers have been doing since the the pandemic started have you noticed anything um common or different the major common thing that these brands have been doing effectively is you know going online so offering like facebook live even lazada live has been mm-hmm. uh, pretty much um pretty much you know uh let's say deliver to the expectations or even sometimes surpass the expectations for these initiatives the kpis the target output mm-hmm. and yeah because the screen time has increased since the pandemic so everybody's online and uh, there's no better way to get an engagement from your audience but rather than doing it you know live so people likes real time mm-hmm. engagement with a brand and they like doing this through mm-hmm. these influencers mm-hmm. okay so having having strategic or strategically selecting key opinion leaders or influencers to do the facebook live or to do a live event in behalf of that brand mm-hmm. but expect that there's the the engagement spike really high it's strange it uh, it's a good thing that you mentioned that though um i have like a not a, a reading opposite but a contrasting um opinion about that um because everyone is doing online or live or going live these days don't you think that if everyone if most of us is doing that don't you think it would be harder i would like to think it would be harder for let's say if i am a if i am a brand in a certain industry it will be harder for me to reach out to an audience if let's say um yeah i'm i'm live but my competitors are also doing the same thing like not really the the same uh program probably or topic probably or time slot but they're also doing the same let's say going online doing live thing and if they have a better budget than than i do then they might have more guests, more relevant guests to get on board. So wouldn't that be still another traditional marketing um, scenario again? What do you think? How how will I capture my, my audience if everyone is doing the same thing that I'm doing now? Uh-huh. Well, I wouldn't think that it would become, you know, somehow like traditional mm-hmm. virtually. But because I would say that it would all boil down on what your sustaining efforts would be. So after conducting the live, mm-hmm. the live initiative, then how can you sustain that momentum with your audience? How can you sustain the engagement with your audience? So you will still be coming up with additional materials, like perhaps from this live material, you will cur- curate it down mm-hmm. to snackable content. Good. You know, just to, yeah, the, the, those are the s- common strategies that are being applied by brands. But then, it's all about how do you get to sustain it. So which is why when we provide uh, campaigns or initiatives for our clients is we make it a point that we try to accommodate at least three phases. That would be the teaser, the launching and the sustaining phase. Oh. And the sustaining phase should always be there. You know, there's no reason for you 
to not sustain those efforts that you have initially conducted or yeah, prior conducted. Oh, you mentioned about pre-launch, the launch, and the the sustaining, right? The sustaining the stages. Yeah. Is this also going to um, work for small businesses or local businesses who are on tight budget? Can they do this? Well, I would always say that with digital, there's always a way. Okay. You know, if, if you if you if you if there's a client that would come up to me and say, Steph, I'd like to do this, but I don't have the budget for it. Mm-hmm. Or Steph, I would like to reach this number of engagement, but I don't have the budget for it. Then let's make ends meet halfway. Let's say, for example, okay, we can achieve this, but this will be the estimated duration for it for us to achieve this number that you want. Okay. Okay. Or mm-hmm. there are there are a lot of tools online that we can use. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of tools online that we can use. And if we don't have any budget to get the paid subscription, then we'll be creating a t- tons of emails just to avail of the free trial. You know, there's always a way. There's always a way. I wouldn't say, I never say no to apply whenever they have an idea in mind mm-hmm. or if there's an event that they would like, like to launch. Mm-hmm. I would have what I would always do is to make sure that I get to exhaust all, all possible ideas, all possible um, platforms, all pos- possible strategies I see as applicable just to achieve that objective that they want to achieve for that, for the certain campaign. Steph, can you indulge me with a little role play? It's just a a, a, a simple role play, so to speak. Yeah. Let's yeah. say, for example, I'm a a I'm going to start a business. Let's say just um a simple business like say i do soap like organic soap um mm-hmm. what strategies would you recommend that i do well first and foremost for the back end i would have to make sure that we have all the materials that okay. we'll be needing for let's say since you're starting business the best way to go is through social media marketing social right media marketing. so how do we get to do this social media marketing if we do not have any materials so we have to gather like photo shoots mm-hmm. create media videos animated materials mm-hmm. and given with the pandemic social distancing yeah. so how do we get around with the idea of creating a video then mm-hmm. maybe you know um perhaps still photos may do just make it a little bit more animated or there are a lot of other tools that we can create like even better images mm-hmm. to make to, to to just get the message out at first okay. so identifying the unique selling proposition what makes the product different what makes your service different okay. and then work on that yeah mm-hmm. work on that making it making a point that the language the tone the feel of the whole marketing of the whole communication strategy is something that your target audience would like to read and would like to see Okay. So after getting, yeah, so after getting all these materials, now is we create the strategy for your social, social media marketing. Okay. So, so identifying which platforms or which social media platforms are your target audience active on. If they are, if you're targeting like Gen Z's, usually mga vain, you know? uh-huh. so these are the vain market. Okay. They, okay. they always have to look good. They want, they want to look appealing yeah right mm-hmm. so so per, uh pleasing mm-hmm. with with their uh, social media content so um 
I would say maybe, yeah, we would have TikTok. We would have Facebook and uh, Instagram, perhaps. Perhaps, You know, yeah. it may be just like a, maybe as simple as cross-posting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Twitter, well, no. Because no. Twitter is more for conversations, not not really for pushing for products, but more of customer servicing. So maybe mm-hmm. that will come on the latter phase, but not during the introduction play, mm-hmm. uh, phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after creating your content plan, you know, aligning with your content buckets or with the messaging pillars or insights that you have, mm-hmm. you were able to gather. Then I would say, uh, I would first explore which would be the best time to post on that social media platform because it may be, you know, if you're just a new business and the marketer that you've hired, this is not really that familiar with the market just yet. Yeah. Then, yeah, I would say just safe to say I will start my posting or publishing content on social media, perhaps around 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Okay. Because right now that's, yeah, that's what's trending, you know, where people are active on their social media accounts. And then given that the the client has minimal budget or let's say close to no budget at all yeah. for advertising, yes. then I would do a little bit of link building, perhaps identify these communities or yeah, this specific niche on of people who would like this to be discussing about skincare. Or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we can also target uh let's say working professionals or moms, even mothers, True. young, young, yeah, the young market, because I've been seeing that a lot in mom communities, a lot of these mothers would be asking about skin, skincare. Mm-hmm. So maybe I would be joining those communities and I would be like sharing a bit of my experience with this product. Mm-hmm. How do I get to feel about the product? And then you'll be surprised that there will be a lot, let's say, Focus you on the mom community. You'll be surprised how engaging these mom communities are. Mm-hmm. And then they will be asking you about it. Where did you get it? How can they avail of it? And then, you know, as simply as sharing the bad page. Oh, hi, mommy. You can you can find a product at this page. This is where I got it. Or even um, if you don't also have the budget for influencers, perhaps you can tap. Uh, there are nano influencers, meaning influencers with like a thousand people about 10,000 followers mm-hmm. and not all of these nano influencers would like to get paid you know others are still building your portfolio building your following so maybe an ex deal will do you just give them a sample Some, of your, products, a package yeah. of your product uh-huh. right so product sampling for them to experience it and then just ask them if it's possible that they can share it on their social media assets and yes, influencers has always been the way I see it because I've been working a lot of times with influencers. They're usually incorporated with the strategies that we provide with our clients. Mm-hmm. It has been working really good. Really, you know, it has been delivering a lot, especially if you want to achieve that word of mouth. So yeah. the thought leadership of these influencers has been creating impact on their followers and in that way having their followers we also get to to reach or tap these follow these following groups of these influencers then the market continues to grow mm-hmm. so so yeah it's it's 
quite vague, but you know, it's particularly identifying first who your audience is or are and what platforms are they active on. Mm-hmm. Then create your presence on these platforms. Establish that presence for now. And if there's always, you know, I would always know if there's no budget with, with the client or for the client from the client, I would always want to link building. Link building has always been my go-to. This is actually interesting. This is good stuff you're you're sharing here, um, Steph. If someone is listening to this, I'm pretty sure um, there are a lot of people right now who's just who are just thinking of you know what business to uh, to start and if they will start their own business, how can they market it? So and and, and all these kind of things and what you're actually sharing, they might be not as detailed because we we can't really know as you mentioned about the materials we don't know what materials they can provide what they what they have yes. what time they can what time what time they can allot for let's say link building or for tapping influencers or whether nano or or the micro or or the top influencers so it would really vary but the whole idea is really there i mean um the 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 context of what you're saying is actually already solid for someone to start marketing their business even if they're just starting this is actually good this is actually good stuff thank you for for sharing that anyways thank you so much uh steph and for those who would want to get in touch with you how can they reach you well i would say it would be better to reach uh reach me through linkedin Mm because that's my only social media platform that is actually open to the public um well because in facebook i don't always get to check you know the the message request and uh well if ever they would also like to reach out to me you know on a more personal note maybe they can yeah reach out to you and then i could you can just give them my details so all right more okay. privacy yeah privacy concerns i did not really give out my contact details directly that's nice yeah, so that's i would nice. just say linkedin via linkedin they can reach out to me on linkedin they can look for me steph s-t-e-double-f francisco So that wraps up our show. That's it for now, and thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you'll join me again next time here on Digitally Matters. This has been Ray Baggio, and until next time, ciao!